Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here is your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean, and hello. It's Mike Dowler. This is Conversations Radio, episode number 23. Our guest tonight is Taylor Hay. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And uh, on Facebook, we're at Conversations, the podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Converse Radio, like the shoe without the E. And that's again, that's Converse at Converse Radio. Drop us a line, conversationspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. I want to thank our guest from last week, W.G. Snuffy Walden and singer-songwriter Sarah Nimitz. Of course, Snuffy, a Emmy-winning composer writing music for The West Wing, Roseanne, 30-something. It goes on and on and on. My so-called life, all kinds of shows. Uh, he's a winner, multiple winner. And again, that podcast is online. That's episode 22. And don't forget, his documentary is out as well, which is called appropriately up to snuff so you can go and uh, check that out as well it's on the festival circuit right now so again thank you snuffy and thanks to our returning guest sarah nimitz those links to those sites are of course on our website conversationspod.wixsite.com slash conversations we had josiah bear scheduled to co-host this evening however she had a family emergency so she had to postpone our guest tonight is a returning guest from a couple of years ago, actually. we've um, When we were at Next Big Thing Radio, uh, this gal, uh, again, Taylor Hay, is a actress. She's done voiceovers. She's also a um, huge philanthropist who gives back in a big way. Uh, she's also um, a number of things. Um, oh, by the way, an eight-year cancer survivor, which is, uh, which is a blessing. Her and I share that common ground for me, too. Uh, I am as, as well. Uh, I'm eight years cancer-free, so it's uh, it's kind of a, a club. Kind of, um, you, you kind of, you know, you sign on for that when you are a survivor, you meet other survivors, and there's that closeness. So she definitely relates, um, and I'm um, glad to have her on here. She's got a lot going on. A new movie coming out soon uh, that she's working on. It's called To Avenge. This could be amazing, and the storyline looks um, a little heavy, but uh, she's up for it. I want to say hi to a returning guest, Taylor Hay. Taylor, how are you? I'm good, Harry. Doing well, and thanks for hanging in there. Been a long time since we've talked. Yeah, it's been about two years. You were down in San Diego back then, and now you're living here closer to me. You're in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, that's quite a move, but you're still working away and uh, keeping busy. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been Avenger, but I am here in sunny Los Angeles, sunny for sure nowadays, um, and I'm just living the life. It's been great, and I'm glad we finally made the move up here. And again, sunny is not even the closest to the word. It's more like a sunny, hot weather. <laughs> That's true. Last, that is extremely true. Yeah, you know, the last week has been just unbearable here between this, the, the the dry days, the days with humidity couple of showers here and there last week, and the air quality in Los Angeles, um, not that great. There are a couple of fires burning um, farther south, 
So, uh, of course, that doesn't help things either. But uh, you're making a go of it, and uh, welcome to uh, Los Angeles. Thank you. I'm. It's been two years, so I'm glad to be here. This is quite a different for you because you're used to the beach weather you know, by the beach, and of course, the climate here so much different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I spent most of my time up here anyway, so it wasn't that big of a change. You know, I spent five days here as it was when I was living in San Diego. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I was used to living in the mountains and now I'm in a city. So, you know, I'm taking all aspects of life in. And you, you haven't missed a beat uh, there with your mom there in, in the San Fernando Valley, enjoying that. And uh, your mom's garden is fantastic, by the way. She's been posting pictures. It looks amazing. She's- She's just, been working so hard on it, and it's our weekend task. Every weekend, we do yard work. How fun. Oh, Mom, not again. Yeah, so it pays yep, off, though. Exactly. Yep. You, get, you, get, you get some barbecues in there, and you can sit out and enjoy your uh, the fruits of all the work you've done. Exactly. So that's, that's great. So let's talk a bit. You've got a lot going on, and again, you are, you've been acting for many years. It started at four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it's uh, been a journey. <laughs> And we'll refresh folks that have, didn't hear the last interview from two years ago, but you, you started at four years old with commercials and you got the diagnosis of cancer. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I started in the industry when I was four years old. I booked my first job with Peter Piper Pizza. Um, actually, my dear friend Daniel Eskenazi cast it and we reconnected later on in life, which was amazing. But that was kind of my first venture into the industry. And from there, I booked several films. You know, I was on two films at the same time. I worked on Hurricane Hunters and The Blue Rose, you know, jumping from set to set, which was a dream for a little child like me. Um, And so I I had my momentum going. And then when I was nine years old, I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which pretty much put the brakes on the school bus. And there went the career stop for there. Um, and so I spent two years in treatment. I did chemotherapy. That's where I got involved with the charities that I work with to this day. And when I started back in the industry, you know, I started in the rough time of the teenager, the braces. You know, it was a very, very steep and slippery hill from then on out of that gate. But it's been, you know, it's been a journey, but it's been one that I haven't want to change for anything so I'm glad that I've been put up to the challenges that I've been put up to and you know what it's worth it's worth everything it's definitely a journey that's for sure I mean um, I can attest to that Um, my journey was you know six months till they till I got the all clear and then again you know the five-year waiting period Um, Mm -hmm. but for you you were hospitalized uh, geez 11 times in two years Yep, yep, 11 times. Longest time was for five weeks. Gosh, that's just, yeah. Lost your hair and that all grew back. Yes, grew <laughs> so. very thick. But yeah, I lost it twice, but I made a lot of friends in the hospital, which was awesome. You know, made friends with the nurses. So definitely didn't miss a childhood beat, that's for sure. You, your your attitude stayed stayed very, very, you were very brave and, uh, and you, you fought the fight and you won. And yes. you dove right back into the pool um, and um, started a booking again. Yeah, I mean, that was the whole thing. That was one of the things that kept me going was that and also my horses. You know, they were a huge support system for me um, because they were kind of there when acting couldn't be because I was still going through treatment. Um, so they were like my major support system. And then once I got 
you know, the quote unquote all clear because you're never fully cleared of cancer. When I got into the remission stage, that's when I started kicking back up with the with the acting again. You got some pretty cool roles. I mean, uh, Yes, Virginia, which was an animated feature that aired, you had the, the role as uh, Taylor. And again, that role was designed just for you, which is fantastic. Yeah, that was actually part of my make-a-wish. You know, I I was I always had the acting blood in me. So when they told me that I had my make-a-wish, I was a huge Harry Potter fan at the time. Wand and everything. I thought I was the coolest person on the block. You know, I had my specific wand that I got from the site or Ollivanders or something. Ollivanders. Ollivanders. Yes. Yeah, got that. I I was like I thought I was at the top of the world. So when they told me that I could have my Make-A-Wish, I went to, you know, the San Diego office. It was like, I want to be in a Harry Potter film, but I want to speak in it. And they're just like, hold your horses. Um, It's currently being filmed, so that can't happen. Because that's when Deathly Hollows was split into two films, and they were already filming the second one. Right. So then that crushed my hopes and dreams of being in a Harry Potter film. Um, So then they kept, you know, it was funny. I didn't think it would actually happen. Um, And so they kept throwing ideas at me, like, let's go on a Disney cruise. You can go on the set of this, and you can meet the people of this. And I was like, no, this isn't good enough. So (laughs) it took a while. It took several months. And, I mean, I was the one being picky. It wasn't anyone in my family. It was me. I was, you know, everybody would come to me with this, and I was being the pain in the butt like I normally am. So they finally came to me with the opportunity of Yes, Virginia, which was, you know, everything I could ever hope for. You know, I got a trip out to New York, not once, but twice. I worked on an animated film, which was the first one that I ever worked on. Um, They drew the character after me, which was, I didn't even know that was happening until I got into the animation office and into the booth the first day. Um, And I recorded my lines. It was really cool because they weren't expecting me to be seasoned at acting. So I came into the booth and they're like okay so we have a few lines for you and I was like I got this I have done acting before so they gave me more lines which was really fun um it was just a great experience going back for the premiere meeting some of the cast uh becoming friends with Beatrice you know it was just it was a great experience and it definitely opened the floodgates for uh, me enjoying voiceover work yeah wow that's amazing and uh, I think we've got a co-host by the way so uh, (laughs) so hang on for that but the um, but the roles uh, kept coming for you, um, even after yeah. that. Yeah, it was you know once you hit, open that floodgate, once you kind of got back in the industry, it started coming. They started coming in small batches. You know, I did um, a day in the life, which was an anti-bullying Beck series type thing that was really fun. And then I worked on several commercials. I did uh, the Re- Real O'Neills. Um, I did Wish Wizard, which was amazing. That was with Oh, goodness. Morgan Freeman. Oh, wow. I didn't actually work with him, but he did all his work on the green screen. But I have that credit on my resume, which not many people say that they can have, which also benefited uh, Make-A-Wish. It granted the wish of six kids, which was – I didn't even know about that until I got on set, which was really awesome. Um, And so they kept coming. You know, I worked on Strings, which was a 10-series – or 10-episode series on YouTube, which was fun. And now I am here. Well, look at you. you. You you come so far. And again, it seems like so long ago, but really, um, it's not. Has it gone fast, you think? Yes and no. You know, that's actually, I've never really thought about that. You know, it's 
gone fast in terms of, oh my gosh, I'm getting old. But it hasn't gone fast in terms of me enjoying the industry and me with the projects that I've worked on. I definitely don't feel like that's been rushed at all. So yeah, it's um, it's, it's quite a journey. And I mean, you, you are blessed that you made it. Obviously, um, when you when you get the diagnosis, you think everything is going to be over. But but you've gone on to just do do fantastic stuff. You do a lot of indie films as well, and and, and short films, and some of those are fantastic. The roles when you when you came when you went when you left San Diego and moved here permanently, uh, did the opportunities increase for you? Yeah, you know, it was it's yes and no. It increased in terms of auditions. You know, I was able to do last minute auditions that everybody has been wanting me to do my reps have been wanting me to do but I wouldn't necessarily say that projects picked up just because it would have come hand in hand but I've I've just been really fortunate with the projects that have been given to me and presented to me right. and the team that I've built so I'm excited to see what's to come from now on for sure and as as the, as the business changed at all since the early days when you were a young kid to where it is today have you noticed changes Absolutely. in the business? Absolutely. How so? This industry is ever changing. You know, right now there's just right now they're doing the whole ethnic thing, but back when I was younger, people kind of looked down upon short films and independence because it wouldn't they wouldn't think of it to have the quality as movies that go into the box office. Right. But nowadays I was saying that I've seen short films and I've seen independent films that have gone to say Sundance or the Palm Springs International Film Festival that have actually been better than the films I've seen in theaters. So it's now kind of a level playing ground of quality wise what shorts and independents are with box office films. Uh -huh. um, and there's just a huge demand for everything now. So it's completely done a 180. But you're consistently busy. You you get some really good gigs and some great parts. Yeah, I've like I said, I've been really fortunate with the parts that I've landed and the opportunities I've been given. So I'm excited to see what's up ahead for me. You've done a lot of stuff, um, a lot of a lot of indie films and different with different people as well as from, from short films as well um, that were um, that have done very well too. Yeah, yeah. Is it actor? I believe that short films and independent films are a huge foundation block for you because um, it gives you the real and it gives you the experience that you need. So, in in nowadays in the industry, they're just a, they're a constant revolving door. So there's so many opportunities that can also just be a huge opportunity for you know fe festivals and projects because those circuits have opened their doors majorly. The Big Cal Zone. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. That was such a fun <laughs> film to do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was a hysterical film. That was part of the San Diego 48-hour film festival. And it turned out amazing. And that was just a really fun set. I, I've always loved that character. I love being the snarky person. That was, yeah. that was a fun one. And a lot of your films that you're involved in, of course, Yes, Virginia was a, was a wonderful animated feature. Uh, that was so good, and I really enjoyed that. It was a tearjerker for sure, but it had a very, very strong message. But some of your titles here are, are very, very dark. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so, um, I'm definitely a drama girl. I love yeah. comedies, but dramas will forever hold my heart. I don't know. Again, that's um, I, drama to say the least. Um, and um, 
just some of the, I mean, very, very cool things that, that you've done. Escape from Hell. I mean, I'm kind yeah, of, uh, that was the YouTube Red series. That was really fun. That was a great co-star that I did with a great cast and crew. Um, that was an overnight. We didn't wrap until about two in the morning, and that was an intense scene. That was that was probably one of the more hairy scenes that I've done. Uh, the Gray Matter Archives. Now that that sounds... was like the first goth role that I did. That was fun. That definitely opened my plethora to do goth and edgy and in kind of out of the box characters. Astrid Clover. Now Astrid Clover got a lot of publicity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've worked with um, I've worked with Allison and Dylan a few times. That, that they're 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 just so much fun to be around, and their concepts for their episodes are just a lot of fun. And Allison's hilarious. She is. She is so she funny is. on uh, on 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 the show on NBC, AP Bio. I oh mean, yeah, 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 hilarious. That, yeah. She's she, just, that's kind of her in real life. She's just like, <laughs> really, except for the except for the thick glasses. Yeah, so exactly. That, that, yeah. Um, again, backsplash, um, killer kids. I mean, just some really cool things. So, and then um, you had a good YouTube um, opportunity with strings. Yeah, that was a fun project. That um, sadly only lasted a season, but you know, it was a fun character and it was a great concept. It may have been a couple of years too early because I noticed I noticed a lot of YouTube stuff now that um, they've launched. I guess a, a streaming service of some sort, and there are a lot of uh, shows that are streaming on there now too. Yeah, so. I, I definitely agree with you. I think it was a year or two too early, but you know, it was a great opportunity. It was a genre that I never really dop- dipped my toes into, so I was able to get that real, and I was able to get that footage and experience. And it definitely has a great storyline. So, you know, maybe YouTube will pick it up in a different way and it will be even better. And I was reading um, that at any given time in Southern California, there are about 900 productions going on. And uh, I, be- I believe it. That doesn't include the, that, the fact that anybody can make a film now, basically. Um, it just depends on you know, what you want to spend. Uh, my friend Matteo Malinari just did a film with some friends called um, Bad CGI Sharks. So it's and it's just as funny as it sounds, but uh, you know you can do this stuff. I mean, it's and it's great, and uh, you've done quite a bit. Your new role um, coming up looks um, amazing. Uh, tell me about To Avenge. This is a great project. I just want to say that first of all, the entire cast and crew and the writer and director has just been already beyond words to work with so I'm extremely excited for this project but yeah I get I get to play the lead role of Vera Castor who is you know just her, the typical teenager late teens you know enjoying friends hanging out um, and then she gets into an unfortunate circumstance which kind of changes her entire life and so the movie kind of follows that and how she copes with this circumstance and how she gets a revenging angel. And it's just, I, I don't want to give away too much because I want to keep you guys on your toes. Well, yeah. But it's going to be a hairy film. It's going to be very suspenseful and it's going to be one definitely to look out for. I'm looking forward to it. And the, tell me about the cast. I mean, it's a fantastic cast. Oh, the cast is beyond words. I mean, we have Zach Galligan from Gremlins, Kelly Maroney from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. 
We have Bernard from Trailer Park Guys, Boys. We have, um, oh my gosh, just the names go on and on. I mean, I could go on for years talking about them. Um, and honestly, you know, some of these people, I've seen their films, you know, back the 80s and 90s films that I've actually looked up to. So I'm really excited to share the screen. And I'm really excited to meet them because we've already become kind of like a family. We're all so supportive of each other. Um, you know, we get a new cast member once every two to three weeks, and it's just this overwhelming sense of support. So I'm glad to be a part of it, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. I'm really looking forward to seeing this. I'm, it's going to be just phenomenal. The um, the roles uh, will be coming in for you more, and of course this is going to be phenomenal to watch, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming probably the, the, the festival circuit at some point um, but you guys have already filmed this, right? No, no. We're filming next year. We are filming in um, kind of a resort town, so we have to go on off-seasons. But it's going to be – It's. I think it's a pretty fast turnaround time from when we film to when we release. Oh, wow. um, I can't quote me on that. But we should be filming in October, September, October of next year. And hopefully we can get it turned around by the early to mid of the 2020, it would be. And not filming in California, I don't think. No, it's filming East Coast. Wow. Yeah. So that's exciting. I love the East Coast. I'm excited to be there for several weeks. So you have seen, you've seen a script already then? Of course. Of course. Yeah, I, I haven't. I've been working on it. I've been doing a lot of research on it um, because it's very gritty. So I'm taking my time with it. I'm really putting in the research necessary to fulfill this character. So what was the audition process on this one? It was interesting because I actually spoke with the writer a few years ago and he, I was younger at the time because there's this one brief scene where there's some sexual content. And so he thought I had a little bit of a, like a hesitation about it. So he, cast the role and then some stuff went down so then I got recast as Vera so it was actually a pretty long process it's been about a year it was almost exactly a year later that I got uh, recast as Vera and I couldn't be happier you know we I put a scene on tape that he wanted to see and within that night I got a text saying that I received the role and that we would be going into contracts wow yeah. So it happened really fast. Yeah, yeah. Once I, you know, once I got the script and once I uh, put it on tape, it went very fast. Video auditioning is really the uh, the thing nowadays. It's yeah. It's ninety five percent of the auditions I've gotten have been um, have been on EcoCast, which is you know where you tape it and send it in. So you got the blue background behind you and all that stuff. Yeah, more, you... mine's more of a beige, but okay. yeah. How exciting. So, again, I'm sure mom helps you out on that a little bit, too. Yes, mom does help me out on that. We have a whole setup. You know, we got microphones. We got lights. I even have some of my friends come over. If they need a last-minute audition, they'll come over, and we'll help them put it on tape Um, because we just kind of have a professional setup over here, which is great. You know, it's really cool to be able to adjust the lights as how we need it and exactly where we want to do. So it's just... It's definitely been helpful instead of going in every single time and having somebody put it on tape. Your mom's got experience in the business as well. Yeah, she's actually the reason I got into it. She didn't want me in this industry. She tried to keep me far away from it, but 
me being the stubborn daughter I am, that didn't really work. A lot of I think a lot of parents try to try to reason with their kids about the business, but uh, you know, if they want to do it, they're going to do it. It's and true. I guess parents at some point will say they'll just say when and um, and help them along, you know, and try to you know encourage because um, it's a lot of waiting. There are disappointments, and yeah. there are there are victories as well. You've done um, very very well uh, with the booking stuff. The, the movie looks fantastic. Other other products on in the store as well besides this one. Yeah, I have a few things in the talks that I can't exactly speak about right now. Um, I was able to work on, as crew on Bumblebee, which is the new Transformers film, which I'm very excited about. That's going to be, cool. I think, premiering the end of this year. Um, that was a fantastic set to be on. Gave me a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge. So I'm excited for when I get the roles reversed on that, and I can actually work as cast on it, which I'm excited for. But you know, that was a really great project to work on, um, and that definitely gave me some insight on what to expect when I come into to Avenge, you know, in terms of experience and knowledge and how everything's going to go about, so I'm excited for that. Are you nervous about the role in Avenge? I wouldn't say nervous is the word. I would say excited okay. is the proper word for it. Like I said, I, I lean more toward these gritty and down and out types of roles, so... You know, it's going to be right within my my knowledge and my experience. So that's going to be what I'm aiming for. But there's definitely going to be a lot of research involved. It's definitely some very, very serious subject matter. Yes. So that's why, that's why I was asking. But, uh, well, phenomenal that you got the part and I'm looking forward to seeing that. We talked about your philanthropy as well. As a cancer survivor, you have been in the trenches, so you know exactly what that's all about. Again, you fought the good fight and you won and you are a survivor, a title I know you were proudly, but you give back. Um, you've done a lot with Make-A-Wish. Um, your event took off a few years ago and you've raised uh, some good money for uh, for different charities. Yeah, so Starker and I did something I came up with in 2014, I want to say the year was. I have previously worked with other charities, so... One of the other charities I worked with, Shoe Crew, they had me create my own events. And I was 13 at the time hosting a walk in Santa Monica. Now, people that haven't had to organize a walk before, it's a lot more complicated than it sounds. You can't just show up and do a walk. You actually have to get permits from the city of Santa Monica. You have to arrange, you know, trash services and you have to lay out your entire event on where everything's going to be so it was, it was actually really complicated and a lot of work for a 13 year old me but we made it through and it was a huge success and that kind of got me on the track of doing charity events so in 2012 I went up to my mom about five weeks before the event and I was like I want to do a charity event for my birthday because you know everybody was doing it I thought it was the right thing to do and she kind of laughed at me and said, well, if you get a space donated, then we'll talk about it. Okay, stand well, by. Gemma Forbes. Hello. Folks, uh, this is Gemma Forbes. She's an actress as well. And she's, I hope, in New York. Yeah, I am. And uh, Gemma Forbes, meet Taylor Hay. Hi, Taylor. How are you doing? Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. great. How are you? How are things in New York? Good. I've actually just got back. Um, I was in Scotland for a couple of weeks. 
um, wow. visiting the family. So yeah, just kind of getting back into the swing of things. And again, to recap, um, Josiah Beer was scheduled to co-host, but she had a family emergency. So I um, texted Gemma and she's like, sure, I'll do it. So welcome to Conversations and you are a returning guest and your first stint at co-hosting. So uh, glad to have you here. I'm glad to be here. We were talking to, again, Taylor Hay, actress, and we're talking about uh, her event, which is uh, Night of Stars she has every year. Um, Taylor, of course, um, giving back in a big way. Proceeds all go to charity. The response you get from the community of uh, people in the business has been phenomenal. Star for Night has made a huge impact. Every single year I get great praise about it, but this year we're doing it for Cancer for College. So in the past, I've done it for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, Make-A-Wish, Alex's Lemonade Stand, and then this year's Cancer for College. So every single year, I strive for it to be bigger and better, and that's the same goal for this year. That sounds great. And is, is this a project, um, didn't know anything about it beforehand, is this a project that you started on, on your own, Taylor? Yeah, so what it is, is um, I'm a cancer survivor, since you're still kind of getting a little catched up. Um, so through this the process and going through treatment and everything, I got involved with many charities, and I felt like I was constantly taking and taking and taking. So once I was able to kind of do my own thing, I started giving back in any way, shape, or form. And I got hooked on the idea of creating an event, so that's exactly what I did. Um, I created Star for Night, which brings up um, – patients or people involved in the charity and it makes them feel like a star for a night so they walk the red carpet they do interviews they hang with celebrities the entire night is dedicated to them so that's why that's why the name is star for a night so this year like i said we're doing it for cancer for college that's great that sounds wonderful that's awesome and yeah you, you can just imagine i mean everybody knows somebody that's been affected by cancer if not a family member a friend or themselves and it's those kind of things uh, that really help to put a smile on people's faces and get them through some of the darkest times of their lives. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one of my main goals is I want to make the people that come to this and the people that are this entire event revolved around, I want them to have this as a memory that they have for their entire life. And so far I have succeeded in that. So I'm hoping to make even more come up. It's awesome. And again, uh, always looking for folks to uh, to come on board and, and, and show up and, and be a part. And uh, you're going to have, uh, I guess you've already posted information about that. And uh, where can yeah, they? Yeah, so I have a website for it. It's starforanight.org. And it has the ticket link in case anybody is interested in coming. It's on November 3rd. And it's a three-hour event. And there's going to be everything from photo booths to henna artists to character artists to entertainment so it's definitely a night you don't want to miss that's wonderful and again that's, that's so cool. uh, yeah i don't know where you find the time taylor to do all this stuff <laughs> i make time um you know when something is important i feel like it's necessary to make time and that's exactly how i feel about this event that's awesome and again giving back in a big way you're not selfish about that at all you 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 give and give and give and uh and we thank you for that that's wonderful Thank you. I appreciate that. Back at uh, living in the San Fernando Valley now, you're in Los Angeles. Of course, San Diego, beautiful, but uh, LA can be fun too. You're certainly closer to the action now. Um, as you said before, you were 
doing things a lot in LA already anyway, but uh, now you're here, so that has to uh, be exciting for you. Yeah, it's really exciting to finally be up here, not wasting two and a half hours in the car each (laughs) way, um, pretty much every other day. You know, we would come up and we'd spend the night at friends, and we'd pretty much spend all weekend up here, so it was like we were already living up here, so we thought it was time to finally get a place and make the permanent move. And, of course, Gemma Forbes uh, got smart right away. She said, Mom, Dad, I'm sorry, but I can't commute from Scotland to, to Hollywood <laughs> and film, so I'm going to have to fly the coop for a bit. That's true. Yeah. I've been in New York now for, for quite a few years. I'm looking at... I'm, by the way, Gemma, I pulled your, your, um, your bio up, and again, Taylor, of course, it's a conversation. As always, notice the questions. You did Ocean's 8? I had a tiny little part in Ocean's did- 8, but... How did I, I miss this? Um, well, it is a small part, so you could have missed me. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, um, it was a little scene in the beginning of the film, and um, basically, like, Sandra Bullock's character feels my character's identity. And, of course, it's, like, cut down, so it's, um, yeah, it's a very small scene. But it was just, it was wonderful um, working with those guys. It's such a fun experience, you know? Mrs. Randall. I like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it then, was cool though. It was really fun. And the truth about Liza to be. Yeah. The truth about Liza's out as well. Yes, yeah. it's it's out now. Um get that on um on iTunes and it was on Showtime for a while. So yeah, it finally came out, which is great. When did we last talk? It's been a while. It has. Um I'm trying to think. Was it October time. Yeah, I think I think October. Last yeah, year. quite a bit. I feel like this um, this year has gone by in such a flash that everything's kind of blended into one. So I'm like, I can't even remember. But I think I think it was October. And yeah. Taylor, Taylor, um, much like Gemma, um, Taylor also loves the short films too. And uh, Taylor, you've done a few of those as well as Gemma has done a few. And Gemma, you're uh, you've done a lot of short films. And uh, how fun is that? Oh yeah. Um, each one has a different story, you know. Um, great, kind of a good way to like, you know, um, like practice your craft and that kind of thing. I think Taylor, you were saying that as well. Yeah, it's definitely a true stepping stone, and it gives you the experience and real that you need. And like I said, nowadays there's so many different circuits for it. You know, you could go into festivals and get just as big of an audience as some of the other films. So I think it's definitely exploded into its own little genre now exactly yeah and there's so many festivals it's great there is there is there's some great films out right now some indie films um that are out uh leave no trace with thomas and mckenzie looks fantastic it's all over the circuit right now as well as eighth grade which they're really pushing now i've seen it on a lot lot of a lot of trailers running for it and uh it looks absolutely amazing yeah i've heard good things about that i haven't seen it yet but on the festival circuit, I've never gone to a festival. So, so what is that like, uh, Taylor? You've done festival stuff. So, how does that? What's, what's the what's the vibe like? It's really fun. You know, it depends on which which type of festival you go to and what you're going for. When it comes to the short film side of things, they will have several different short films that will be showing at once. I just recently went to uh, Dances with Films because one of my friends and mentors had a film in it, and so they showed about eight film short films that were all under like 20 or 25 minutes and that was really 
really, you know, eye-opening to see the different types of films that they're doing. And then I've also gone to festivals where they've shown, you know, full-length films. And so they'll show once there, and then they'll do a whole panel talking with all the directors and the stars of it. So it really just depends on which ones you go to. But it's really inspirational, and it's I always enjoy seeing other people's crafts and what they come up with. And the thing with short films, which I like a lot, is some of them leave you scratching your head at the end. So you're not quite sure. (laughs) Am I making sense about that, Gemma? Yes. I mean, the cool thing about festivals is that, you know, you end up seeing all this, a bunch of stuff that you wouldn't usually see, you know, you know, stuff that you wouldn't see like normally in the cinema or like stuff that doesn't come out and, you know, short films. Otherwise you wouldn't, you know, it's the place where you see them kind of thing. And even indie films, even full-length indie films, the same the same way. Absolutely, yeah. The, and, um, and it's cool because I mean, each festival is very different. Um, I've been to quite a few, like with the Truth About Lies, that went to like Montreal and um, Santa Barbara, and then l- little tiny towns like throughout the states. Um, we're in one in Beloit. Um, yeah, so it's like very very different each one, which is cool, and you get to see like different places. What about film festivals in Scotland? Yeah, um, we have oh. some great film festivals. Um, okay. The big one in Edinburgh. Um, oh wow! Yeah, Edinburgh Film Festival is pretty big in Glasgow, and then of course there are smaller ones too. Um, I don't know too much about it, like the little ones, but you know, um, like independent, uh, independently run. The Edinburgh Film Festival is pretty big, and it runs. It used to run in the summertime. Like we'd go in, like all the festivals would kind of run into each other because there's the film festival and then um, the Fringe and then the International Festival, which is like a, the Fringe and the um, International Festival is a huge uh, like theatre, huge arts festival because a lot of comedy and music and stuff too. So it's pretty cool. Edinburgh is like a good place to be during the summer because you have a lot of stuff going on. What's amazing... And and Taylor again, you'll 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 relate to this as well. And and anybody that that that, that is a fan of film, the craft as well as uh, going to see them, movies are made everywhere. Every country that yeah. you think of makes movies. It's it's phenomenal. I, I love. Know. You'll watch the Oscars and you know you know it's you know Timbuktu you know and then it's like they run up and they've won this actor this, this award and it's like. You have no idea what it is or where where this country is, but they've they've come together as a as a as a cooperative and made a film and made an, and and they won an Oscar. That being said, many indie films as well all over all over the uh, the world. Certainly, India yeah. with Bollywood, um, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, in Italy, um, Greece. It, it's um it's it's really exciting. We're it not is. the we're not the only also, ones. Yeah, I know, right. And that's a beautiful thing about festivals too, is that you end up like meeting people from all over, you know, because making it like for them, like getting to a festival, is like such a big honor. That's their baby. And like, so they, they'll travel like all over the world. So it's, it's cool to kind of like meet people um, from all over and um, like the community within that, you know, and it's nice. Taylor film festivals. Uh, do you think there are networking possibilities there when you go? Absolutely. I when I just recently went to Dances with Films, when I saw the short films, um, there was several. There was one from France and there was one from Spain, and both of them were in their natural language. So it was really cool to see the 
you know, how people reacted to them. And it was really interesting to see their take on what short films are because the French one was, in our eyes, in Americans' eyes, would be very um, provocative. It would be very exposed. Right. And Spanish one was very, it was very humor-filled. It was really simple and very tongue-in-cheek. It was, it was interesting. It, it reminded me more of a British short film, just the type of, of humor it was. So it was it was definitely a learning experience, but also meeting everybody involved in them and meeting the directors and seeing their take on everything was was definitely a learning experience and a networking experience. Wow. That's uh, that's phenomenal. And again, every every set is different. Every movie's different. Every festival um different, but everyone there has this the shares that common ground of uh, really enjoying what they do. And yeah. was that out in um in LA, your festival, Taylor? Yeah, dances, dances with films is. I think it's um, there's several different areas, but it's mostly the home bases in LA. Cool. Wow. Now, Taylor, you've gone to New York. Yes, I've actually been going to New York quite frequently recently. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. And yeah, you... it's, it's it's one of my favorite cities. I I've gone there to do the voiceover for Yes Virginia. I've gone there for the premiere voiceover um, for Yes Virginia, and, and I go a lot of times just for. Fun and shenanigans. <laughs> well, a lot That's of it. A fun place to be. A lot of that there, and again, your new movie to Avenge will be filming it on the East Coast as well. So, uh, you're heading back. Yes, I'm. I'm hoping to take the train up and come up to New York for a weekend. There you it's go. Places, but yeah, we're going to be filming in Maryland and Pennsylvania. There's several locations that we're going to be. So I'm. I'm kind of excited to explore the East Coast for those five weeks yeah, I think Gemma's got a car so she can drive you all over the place I do or you, or you can I have a little smart car oh do you really tiny yeah look at that look at <laughs> well, you maybe I'll hook you up maybe I'll hit you up about that you, yeah give me a shot so are you <laughs> are you driving for Uber on the side or, or no me yeah <laughs> no no I didn't think no, so I, I, <laughs> you don't you I'm don't sorry, see the type yeah Uber yeah. actually yeah I'd be scared to <laughs> yeah. drive for Uber I don't know I thought about it but no, I, just can't I, I would be too, actually, to be honest with you. <laughs> now they will. I'll tell you. I don't. I don't know where this. I just got to Uber. I, I got to share this story because this is hilarious. And we are going to wind down. I know, we're, I know it's running late here, but apparently there is. I was reading the news. There is a new scam that Uber drivers are using. And really. Apparently, um, there's a rule that if you get sick and upshuck in the back seat of an Uber, that driver can charge you two hundred bucks extra as a cleaning fee that's interesting and apparently some drivers are claiming that when it hasn't happened oh <laughs> that's sneaky yeah so um watch your uber bill or maybe yeah have, maybe. I, I mostly just lift what's that yes i'm a lift girl too Taylor. yeah i mostly take lift yeah all about lift so maybe wear a body cam so you've got proof that you did not you know lose it in the back seat of the car that's about but, uh, <laughs> but, but scandalous. I digress. I think they prove it too. So yeah, hopefully that won't happen to anyone anytime soon. Yeah, because I've got a friend that drives for Lyft, and he it happened or Uber, and it happened in his car, and he, he charged the guy because the guy, you know, I mean, if you're picking up a, a prisoner from course. from a bar, yeah. then obviously there's a there's a risk there, you know, <laughs> something's <laughs> going to go wrong at well, some point in the ride. I tried to book uh, Uber recently um, for my um, for my cousin. She's in New York, and they're going to the airport. And this is like the funniest excuse I've heard. Went to get in, like I opened the door for her and went to 
her luggage in the car and he's like oh no 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 sorry i need the restroom i was like wow okay well why didn't you why are you picking us up like why did you pick up the the call you know yeah. oh yeah because then that would be on her dime yeah they charged, exactly. they charged me uh, okay. um you know a cancellation fee and i you know, obviously had to write to them like, i didn't cancel like he wouldn't take us you need to need a toilet, you know? Yeah. My gosh. Yeah, exactly. When you got when you gotta go, I mean, yeah. But I'm still thinking <laughs> that a scam. I'm again and again this is not Uber talk, but I'm thinking Ubers are still a better deal than actually taking a taxi. I think. Yeah. In the long yeah. run. I take Lyft to the airport a lot. Whenever I go, whenever I fly out to New York, I always lift from my house to the um, to the airport and it's so much cheaper than taxi and it's also it's also a lot cheaper than storing your car there for the days or weeks that you're there yeah yeah and of course that in la i think it's much more expensive taxis isn't it oh yeah it's more it's, than new york it's crazy yeah. and like in a lot of traffic so you're waiting and waiting and waiting yeah. maybe, maybe you'll get lucky yeah, you and you, you, maybe you'll get lucky Gemma, and you'll get on you'll get in the cash cab oh with, yeah with ben bailey <laughs> that's still <laughs> a thing I, there's, I know that there's a ride share in you know europe it's called um Taxify. We did that when we were in France. We used Taxify. So there's another way. There you go. We have that in New- we have a Via in New York, which is like a rideshare thing too. I saw that last time I was yeah. there in April. I saw that and I was like, "That's a new one. I've never seen." It. It's like plastered across an entire car, and I was like, "Okay." Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. They're like really nice cars and yeah. So do you do you park you meet your some random cool people in your on your journey? <laughs> do, do, you, do you do you park your smart car in your living room or where do you put it? Because I know not a lot of parking there. We actually there. we do have a garage uh, downstairs in the building that I live in. But to be honest, I'm not like driving it all the time just because sometimes it's just easier and quicker to get a subway. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's so congested in New York. So it depends on where you're going. You know, if I'm going somewhere else in Brooklyn, then I'll drive or like depending on the time of day or whatever. But yeah, it's like busy yeah. it's just it's not worth it and parking of course too I, I saw that you guys have like bumper guards there it's like the first time i've ever seen like a bumper guard every single car there has them it's really funny oh yeah like yeah. when i first came to new york i couldn't believe that like people actually like park bumper to bumper like no respect for anyone else's car it's just how it is yeah um, yeah like i don't think anywhere else is like that like just just new york I've never been. I just I think of New York as just like one big episode of Seinfeld, you know. That's what, yeah. that's, that's what I, I keep thinking. But uh, Gemma, what's up for you next? What do you got going on? I'm just auditioning right now. Um, I don't have anything lined up. Out there auditioning and you know doing doing my thing. Are you writing at all? Are you writing any scripts or anything? I'm not. I should be. Yes. I have some projects that I'm wanting to work on and um, there's some, like me and my friend she's an actor also and we keep talking about it we just need to kind of sit down and, and do it yeah. Um, yeah that's what I should be doing <laughs> now Taylor you write occasionally yeah, yeah more for pleasure of myself and okay. class work I, know, I don't think I've ever shopped it out oh cool you, you never know though you never know yeah yeah maybe one day maybe one day <laughs> I'm Putting all my eggs in one basket for right now. Right. Uh, again, I'm glad. 
Yeah, there you go. A, a collaborative so, effort. No, just gonna, Taylor, yeah. so you're filming something new. Um, you were saying you're coming to the East Coast to film a new project. Yeah, yeah. We touched on it earlier in the show. It's a film that I'm starring in called To Avenge. And it's it's a really gritty and dark film that I'm I'm excited to work on with a really great cast and crew. So it's it's definitely gonna be an adventure and it's gonna be a road that I'm very excited for. That's great. How exciting. And kind of new for you too, this role. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this this specific type of role is definitely new for me. It's it's gonna age me out of what I've been doing, which right. I'm excited to take that step up. You're almost twenty. <laughs> yeah, that's so, yeah. a really scary thought. Yeah. Really so, scary. <laughs> yeah, that's the um the but the um again, like you said, it's a it's a very mature role and it is time. There are certain times in your career that I guess you feel that things are kinda of like you're kinda of like at a standstill because you're either too young or you're too old. But uh I think at this point you're mm-hmm. just right. This role's gonna be a phenomenal thing and the support cast is uh is um uh, is amazing. And it's a message that's really controversial right now, so it's gonna get it's it's timely and it's it's just it couldn't come out at a better time. Very cool. Cool. That's great. I'm sad I missed out on that part of the conversation earlier. Well it's on IMDB. It's in all the trades uh, too. The uh <laughs> the word is out um about to avenge. And again, uh, a great cast, a great storyline, and we're looking forward to that. Um, again, give me the dates on uh, a, night for, a Night of Stars as well. Star for a Night is a night, on sorry. November 3rd, and all the information is on the website, starforanight.org. And how do they find you online? Now, you're you're all over social media. I'm, like you said, I'm a teenage girl. I have all possible social medias. So my Instagram and Twitter are at I'm Taylor Hay. My Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Taylor N. Hay. And Gemma, thank you for thank joining you. as well. It's a lovely chat. Because it's late there. It's like... It is. It's... Uh, 12.30. Yeah, it's 12, 12.30. That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, both of you guys, thank you so much. Um, on the 8th of August, we have a contestant from MasterChef Junior, Cameron Chasnas. And on the 22nd, we'll have Dalton Sear. Taylor and Gemma, thank you so much. This is Conversations Radio, folks. So long. Mm-hmm.